Hello, my friends. This is Pastor Christopher Alam at home in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I trust you're doing well. We are in the subject of our identity and our authority in Christ. And we are talking about uh, yesterday, we were talking about the, about the name of Jesus, how the name of Jesus is the name above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee has to bow of things in heaven and things on the earth and things under the earth and that every tongue has to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. So I was talking about uh, about the name of Jesus being uh, recognized and honored in every in all three dimensions in heaven and earth and under the earth and in heaven uh, we have the power to bind and to lose things in heaven and through the name of Jesus we have access to the throne of the Father. Through the name of Jesus our prayers are heard. In fact there's no other name that is recognized in heaven that opens the door to the throne room of the Father as the name of Jesus does. There have been many great prophets and religious leaders but none of their names can open the door to the presence of God the Father like the name of Jesus. In fact, Jesus said, if you ask the Father anything in my name, he shall give it to you. So we have access to the throne room of the Father, to the very presence of God himself through the wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And it unlocks the doors of heaven, the name of Jesus. And also, uh, you know, the name of Jesus, it, it, has, it gives us the power to bind and to lose in heaven and on earth. And uh, then we were talking about things on earth that the name of Jesus is recognized on earth. Sicknesses and diseases have to go in the name of Jesus. And I talked about that yesterday. Then I talked about how earthly things and circumstances have to bow at the name of Jesus even storms are still, and I gave you an example of how uh, um, I used the name of Jesus and a storm was still, that was back in Sweden. Now, the final thing is the name of Jesus is recognized under the earth in the netherworld. And in Matthew 16, verse 17, it says, and these signs shall follow them that believe. I'm sorry, it's Mark 16, 17, not Matthew. Mark 16, 17, and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name shall they cast out devils. So the first sign that shall follow the believer is that in the name of Jesus Christ, we shall cast out devils. That means that the Lord Jesus has given us the power to cast out, uh, cast out demons and, and, uh, you know, uh, that is the power of the name of Jesus and the first sign that shall follow the believers. So everything in the demonic realm that is under the earth, as the Bible calls it, be the powers or principalities. Powers and principalities uh, are, uh, are the higher ranks in the demonic realm, just like angels. Uh, demons are also organized in an, in an hierarchy. So you've got Lucifer, then you've got the powers and principalities and the rulers in, in the dark places. And even they have to bow before the name of Jesus. It's not, not only <coughs> the smaller, the, the less important, the junior demons, but it's also Lucifer himself 
and the powers and principalities, the ruling spirits of the air, they have to bow before the name of Jesus Christ. Everything in the demonic realm has to bow when they hear the name of Jesus. So the name of Jesus is recognized by uh, by demons. That you know, the name of Jesus is recognized by demons. And I can tell you the first. Uh, I can tell you a few examples. One example is uh, it was this was uh, the first time I cast out devils overseas. Actually, the first time I ever cast out devils was in Sweden. It was out of a, a woman who came to my meeting and she was uh, demon possessed. And uh, I began to, you know, I was new. I was young, new in these things. I'd never cast out demons before. And uh, when I began to, uh, you know, to, uh, you know, she came forward for prayer and I went to her and, and, and it was obvious she was demon possessed. And I was really scared because I'd never done this before. I'd never seen anyone do it before. In fact, the only thing I'd heard about casting out demons was, uh, you know, there were preachers in the seventies used to hand out plastic buckets for people to barf into, you know, and, and that, that kind of thing that I'd heard people casting out demons of candy and mother-in-law spirits. I mean, real strange things. I'd never encountered any real demon possessed people. And then here stood this woman and, and uh, we were all scared, but I, I just began to use the name of Jesus. And I said, in the name of Jesus, come out of her. And well, she fell down, <coughs> I'm sorry, she fell down on the ground and the demons came out of her and she was set completely free. So that was my first experience of casting out demons and the second experience I had was when I went to, uh, to Asia and I was in, in South Asia and I was in this town which was basically run by fundamentalists and uh, people had tried to plant a church there and, 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 and everybody had failed and they, I don't know, for, look, I was just a young guy. I was teaching at a Bible college. I took three of my students with me, but for some reason, these people thought that I was a you know, hot shot kind of preacher, which I wasn't. I was very inexperienced. And uh, so, uh, and they told me that no one has been able to pass, uh, plant a church there before because of these fundamentalists. They were so evil, wicked people and they were violent. Anyway, so I went there and uh, I remember one night this uh, uh, very wealthy looking couple, I say wealthy because they were very well dressed in expensive clothes. And uh, they were very classy and eloquent. And the gentleman said to me, to his wife, he said, Pastor, whenever my wife goes to, uh, tries to sleep at night, and uh, uh, then she feels like there, there are these evil creatures that are attacking her. So uh, I said, are you Christians? They said, well, we are Roman Catholics. So I said, so uh, tell me, uh, do you do you go to some temples of other religions? They say, yeah, when we we go to the Roman Catholic Church to worship, but when we are sick, we go to the temples because uh, that's where they believe in in, in 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 healing powers. We don't believe it in our church. So I said, well, uh, I believe I believe she needs deliverance. So <clears throat> anyway, I asked this woman to look at me and this was the first time I was doing this overseas. I've never done this before. And uh, 
Uh, and then I remembered a great uh, old older man of God had once said that the eyes are the windows of the soul. So I thought if she has a demon inside, uh, I'll tell her to stare at my eyes and surely whatever is inside will be looking at me. So I said, can you can you look at my eyes? And so the woman began to look at me. I said, just don't take your uh, gaze away. Just just look into my eyes. So she was looking at my eyes and I was going eyeball to eyeball with her. And then I, I didn't know what to do. So I began to spray in tongues. And that's, listen, if you don't know what to do, if you're ever in a situation, you don't know what to do, speak in tongues, pray in other tongues because the Holy Spirit always knows that which you and I don't know. So I began to pray in tongues. As I began to pray in tongues and suddenly her eyes rolled back, the pupils of her eyes rolled back. I could see the whites of her eyes and then her tongue came out. I've never seen anything like it in my life. It was frightening. Her tongue came out and the tip of her tongue was touching uh, her chin. And then, uh, and then she began to writhe like a snake and move like a snake. And I tell you, I was, you know, I tell people my knees began to have fellowship. I was so scared. I mean, you know, white eyeballs and her tongue and, she, and she's now hissing like a snake. And I just said, in the name of Jesus, come out of her. And the next thing you know, she falls on the ground. And now she begins to writhe like a snake and hiss. And her tongue is, tip of her tongue is stuck here to the tip of her chin. And she's writhing like a snake. And, and then I said, listen, you come out of her and let her go in the name of Jesus. And then suddenly a deep man's voice spoke from inside her. Her tongue was still here. Her tongue wasn't moving. So it wasn't, you know, you, 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 you always use your tongue when you speak, but her tongue was still stuck here. And this man's voice, this deep man's voice said to me, uh, said to me, we are the gods that, these, these, that she worships. We are the gods of this family. We are not coming out. And so I began to say, I said, devil, you are coming out because the name of Jesus is greater than you. The blood of Jesus is more powerful than you. And I began to remind the devil. I said, devil, I wasn't there, but you were there. You were there when the Lord Jesus Christ died upon the cross and defeated you and paralyzed you and stripped you of your powers. And he destroyed your works. And he went down to Hades and he and, and he destroyed your works. And then on the third day, he rose up from the dead. And in the name of that Jesus Christ and in the power of his blood, in the name of Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And then the moment I begin to say the name of Jesus, the devil said, no, no, okay, we will come out. We will come out. Uh, I said, yeah, you come out right now in Jesus name. And the devil said, well, I will come out if you give me a chicken. I said, a chicken. If I had a chicken, I'd be eating it myself, not giving it to you. I said, come out of this woman. And then suddenly she screamed and then she well, felt limp <coughs> and the devil came out of her and she was completely free. Beloved, that is the power of the name of Jesus. Demons have to bow their subject to the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus has the ultimate authority over, over devils and they cannot, they cannot withstand the name of Jesus. They cannot stand against the name of Jesus because the name of Jesus is greater than them and more powerful than them. So then another thing I used to do when I was uh, 
uh, living in Uppsala in Sweden. Uh, you know, I had several times, and it was a, quite a number of times. It started with uh, a, a lady who went to the Bible school where I was a teacher, and she says, uh, Brother Christopher, could you please come to my my apartment? She says, I have I have demonic manifestations there. I said, like what? She says, at night I can feel the doors opening and shutting, and uh, the lights going on and off, and uh, and the fan would go on, and it's like somebody's walking around, and I'm very frightened. I, and it's I I got up and say it was nobody there. It's like a an invisible person walking around, pots and pans clanging, and so I said, okay, I'll go there. So I took my oil bottle and I went to her flat, and I put the oil bottle. I I anointed her doors and windows and her furniture with oil. And, uh, you know, I'm not an expert. I was just doing what I thought would work. And I just went from room to room. I said, in the name of Jesus, you devils, I command you to leave this place and go away and come back no more. And I went from room to room. I went to the bathroom, the bedroom, and everywhere I went, that's what I said. I said, devils, in the mighty name of Jesus, I command you to get out of here and don't come back again. Well, I said, come back and tell me tomorrow. And she says, the next day she came to class, she says, Brother Christopher, it's been perfectly okay. Week later, month later, everything was okay. And so I started doing this for other people uh, who had uh, demonic manifestations in their home. I would go and anoint their doors and windows, their furniture with oil. I would anoint them with oil. And I would just say, in the name of Jesus, leave and don't come back. And that's when I, I begin to see uh, not just, you know, reading in the Bible or reading in books, but actually I begin to see it. The power of the name of Jesus, that the name of Jesus is, it actually works. Demons actually have to go. They have to bow before the power of the name of Jesus. Then we see, uh, uh, you know, I, in Africa, I've seen tons of demon-possessed people and they manifest themselves in different ways. I mean, there was a, I'm thinking of one woman, she, uh, she was... Uh, you know, some witch doctor put a spell on her and she had been demon possessed for, uh, I don't even remember, maybe it was 17 or 20, 25 years, but it was many years she had been demon possessed and uh, she used to stay inside the house with the family in a dark room. She couldn't even stand the light. And if someone switched on the light, she'd begin to scream. So she used to live in darkness. And if they ever tried to take her out of the house, she would go totally berserk. She was violent. So they brought her to the crusade and they had tied her with ropes. They had tied her with ropes and, and, they, uh, and they tied her up. And the moment they took her out of the house, she went berserk. She began to scream, but she was tied down and they brought her to the crusade. And when I began to pray uh, for, for, you know, for the people, demons began to come out of her and, and the devils came and left her and she was completely, totally, completely set free. And um, I got her testimony later on. So you see, the name of Jesus has power over devils. Another time I remember, uh, this was in, um, in, uh, in Victoria Falls, Zimbabwe. Uh, there was this man, he was demon-possessed. Suddenly he came from nowhere, began to shout and scream, blood coming out of his mouth. And he was acting like a monkey. He began to climb up the scaffolding of our platform. And we had to cast the devil out of him. And, you know, he was set free. Then I remember another time I was in Livingston, Zambia, and we were actually doing a crusade right in the center of the town. And I'll never forget, I'll never forget this because uh, 
there were uh, four American medical students and they were there because the mother of one of those American medical students uh, uh, was a believer. And so uh, she was coming to Africa to be with me at the crusade and her son, uh, she asked her son, her son wasn't saved and she was really praying for him. So she brought him along and he was in medical school. Well, the medical school uh, would give them uh, credits for being in Africa. I don't know how to explain their trip, but they would get credits for being there. So he brought three of his buddies with, with him. So we had these four medical students from some medical school in Michigan. I remember they were from Lansing or someplace. So they came uh, from, you know, from the medical school and, uh, and they were respectful, polite, but they, but they told me, all right, from the beginning, we are not Christians. We don't believe this. So, uh, but we are here to help. I said, fine. So I told my team leader, I said, uh, please uh, give them some tasks. So my team leader took them aside. They said, listen, every evening when Pastor Christopher begins to pray for the sick, there's two things that happen. Sick people get healed and they kind of roll their eyes and looked at each other and smirk, smile a little bit. Then they said, then he said, demons begin to manifest themselves and they laughed, you know. They said, so what does that have to do with us? They said, well, you'll be in the crowd and when the demons begin to manifest themselves, you and they'll fall on the ground, you'll go and pick them up and take them to that tent. That's our prayer tent where our prayer warriors are going to cast the devils out of them. And they said, oh, yeah, 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 sure, you know. And so the first night when the demons began to manifest themselves, these guys freaked out. They got frightened, never seen anything like it. But my team had told them, no, pick them up, take them to the tent. So they took them to the tent. Well, then <coughs> what happened? Every night they were seeing this and they were kind of shocked. And uh, I think the third night they all got saved. I mean, they, 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 were, <laughs> they were so convicted when they saw the power of God. All these four medical students got saved. And I, I know they're still serving God. This has been over 20 years. But anyway, but something interesting happened. One night, I'll never forget this young man. He came running up from the back of the crowd, through the crowd, and he jumped on the platform and he ran towards me to attack me. And uh, he ran towards me to attack me. And uh, I just pointed my finger at him. I said, in the name of Jesus, I curse you devil. And he fell on the ground. And these medical students, they picked him up, carried him to the tent where they cast the devil out of him. And uh, anyway, so I think the last night of the crusade, he came up to me. He said, Pastor, uh, I'm the one who was demon possessed. I said, yeah, yeah, I recognize you. He said, Pastor, I want to apologize because uh, I'd been like this for many years. And when these devils would come over me, I didn't really know what I was doing. I said, you're a man of God. I would never dream of attacking you, but it was the devils in me. You know, I was not saved. I had the demons in me and they were doing this. And I said, no, it's okay. Don't worry. It's all right. Don't worry. It's okay. Uh, I said, just serve the Lord. Be in church. Be okay. Anyway, I was back in Livingston. I think, uh, oh my goodness, maybe 15 years later, 16 years later, I was back. And uh, one night, you know, I'm, I was greeting the pastors and this guy comes wearing a suit and carrying a briefcase. And he looked familiar. He said, Pastor Christopher, do you remember me? I said, I've seen your face somewhere, but I can't really place you. He said, you remember the first time you were here and there was a demon possessed young man who came to the platform to attack you and you pointed your finger at him and said, in the name of Jesus, I curse you devil. And the man fell down. I said, yeah, he says, that was me. I said, wow, praise the Lord, that was you. 
He said, yes. So I said, what are you doing these days? He says, I am pastoring a church in town and I'm one of the participating churches. And I just thank God and we rejoice together. We, you know, that's the power of the name of Jesus. Amen. Uh, I can tell you another story. I love to tell stories. And uh, uh, this, this story is from, uh, 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 from Rosario in Argentina. And I was preaching there and one day, uh, there was a, I got a phone call from the reception and they said, uh, Pastor Alam, there's a gentleman who wants to see you. I went down and he was this man, a burly looking strong 50 year old man. And he was weeping. He was weeping and he didn't speak any English. So I tried to calm him down. So I asked him to the receptionist. I said, can you help me? Receptionist said, yes. I said, ask him what his problem is. And he began to say, this was his story. He said, Pastor, I have only one daughter and we love her very much. We have, she's our only child, 17 years old. He said, a couple of years ago, my wife got very sick and we took my wife to many doctors and the doctors couldn't do anything. So my doctor, because she loves her mother, she went to a curandero. A curandero is like an occult psychic healer. She said, my daughter went to a curandero to get help for my wife, he said, but when she came back, she was demon possessed. Demons began to manifest herself. And he said, now this week for the past three nights, she has been like a wild animal screaming day and night. We have taken her to the crusade. She's like an animal. She, we can't communicate with her. She's incoherent. She's totally, totally demon possessed. And please, please help us. <clears throat> so I said, okay, bring her, bring her to the uh, crusade. So anyway, so uh, that night I saw this pretty young girl about you know, 17, 18 years old. I saw her in the front. So I knew in my spirit, this is her. So anyway, she stood there with her arms crossed, glaring at me. And then uh, I, when I gave the altar call, she just stood there and stared at me. And then when I began to pray, she fell down on the ground screaming. Well, they took her, uh, picked her up and we had a big circus tent in the, in the back with uh, I mean, it was a huge tent. There were so many demon-possessed people. Uh, I had scores of them every night. So uh, they, they took her to the prayer tent. And so they were praying. And so anyway, I, 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 went, uh, uh, I went immediately. The service ended. I went there. And this girl was on the ground. And there was a crowd of 30 people around her. Everyone shouting at her. And she was... I mean, she was, uh, you know, she was on the ground, her skirt was coming up. And so I, I basically had to put her down, keep her down. And I ministered to her and she was screaming, spitting on my face, blaspheming. And finally, uh, one of the pastors got angry at me because he thought I was not, he was very religious. He thought I wasn't doing it his way. So I said, okay, fine. I said, okay, just just take this girl away, let her go. So uh, I got up, I went to the car to go back to the hotel and this girl came running after me. She said, Pastor, please don't leave me. Please cast this thing out of me. I'm really tormented. So I told them, bring him to the meeting where I'm preaching tomorrow. So next morning I was preaching in a church and there were hundreds of people there. And uh, while I was preaching, I spotted this girl sitting next to, between her parents. I think she was like four or five rows back. And while I was preaching, she would get up and she would go out. She, would, she sat and glared at me, those demons. And then they got and they came back. They, they would grab her and bring her back. She would leave again and back and forth, back and forth. Well, finally, I did the altar call. When I gave the altar call, I basically said, those who really, really want to follow Jesus, this is the opportunity. Well, she came to the front. 
and she stood in the front and there were I think like 200 people or so in the front and I began to pray in the name of Jesus and the moment I began to pray in the name of Jesus she went down on the floor and there were only two or three people down on the floor everybody else was standing so she was on the floor and when she was on the floor and I'm just praying in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus and I'm watching her where you know out of the corner of my eye I'm watching her and I watched her and believe me as I was speaking the name of Jesus 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 and I've seen this only twice in my life suddenly her face began to glow like a light bulb I mean and light began to emanate from her face and she, it was actually glowing it was like looking at a light and it was it was glowing her face was glowing with this light and it stayed that way for uh, I don't know quite some time and then the light kind of dimmed and subsided and she got up and she was completely free she was laughing she was hugging everybody she was hugging the pastors and she was so happy and from that day she was completely free and uh, uh, every time I would go to preach in Argentina she and her uh, her parents would come to the meeting and they were the sweetest people and then I didn't go to Argentina for many years when I came back and I saw her the next time and she was uh, 37 years old she was married had two children and she was a successful attorney she was a successful lawyer and it was good to see her she was doing well had was married had kids had a family and it was wonderful you know that's the power of the name of Jesus and I remember this girl was totally I'm not talking about somebody who just had some bad thoughts, but I'm talking about a person who was totally, totally insane and demon possessed. Amen. Then I want to uh, tell you another story. I mean, this whole lesson has been stories, but sometimes you learn a lot from stories that illustrate scripture. And uh, this was, a, 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 I was preaching in the Civic Center in Asheville, North Carolina. My friend Bill Lee had rented that place. And he had organized a crusade. And uh, when <coughs> I was going to minister to people, I just got a word of knowledge. And I said, there is somebody here who you saw a movie called Rosemary's Baby. And or The Exorcist, one of these two movies. I said, and you have been tormented by the devil all these years. You can't sleep at night. You're terrified. I described, and this well-dressed lady came forward. Her husband was a very prominent uh, person in town. I mean, well-to-do people. And he was an elder and one of the respected elders in a big church in town. And she came forward. When she came forward, the whole crowd kind of rose. And I put my hand on her head, began to pray in tongues, and she fell on the ground and she began to now these people were Baptists. She began to scream and thrash around on the ground. As she was doing this, half the crowd ran, made a beeline for the exit. They were so frightened. So anyway, <laughs> cast the devil out of her. She was completely free. Next day she came and told me, she says, when I was, uh, I think 15 or 16 years of age, I don't remember exactly which, but she was 15 or 16 years of age and she had watched this movie uh, she had watched, I think, I don't remember which one, Rosemary's Baby or 
the exorcist and since then she had been tormented by devils and uh, but the name of Jesus had set her free after all these years. You see, thing is that uh, the, the devil uses these doors, these inroads to come into people's lives. And if we give him those inroads, he comes in and he torments people. But here's the good news. The good news is that God has highly exalted Jesus and given him, given him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee has to bow of things in heaven, things under the earth and things under uh, things in heaven, things on the earth and things under the earth. And every tongue has to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the father. And I've seen Jesus deliver people in America. As I said, in Europe, in Africa, in Asia, I can tell you, I mean, I can tell you, I can spend several lessons telling you story after story after story of the power of the name of Jesus Christ, how the name of Jesus Christ brings answers to prayer, how the name of Jesus Christ heals the sick and how the name of Jesus sets people free from the power of the devil. Well, let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for my brothers and sisters. <coughs> Thank you for your hand upon their lives. Thank you for your grace and mercy upon them. I pray, Father, that may each person here walk in your mercy, walk in your grace, and be strong and be used mightily for you, uh, for you Father, for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you, and I'll be seeing you again tomorrow.